my god, hi! What's up? Okay, today I get a chat with a girl named Jill. Maybe you've heard of her. I don't know. Have you? You, you can let me know. She's from Total Catch on Instagram, but not, not spelled like you think it would be spelled. Spelled to-oatl, like oats. You, you'll get it when you get to her Instagram. Total Catch. I met her on Instagram, a modern day romance. We're talking about a lot of things today. I really just recommend diving into it but we covered acid reflux, what our diet staples are, marathon running and training, and trigger warning. We do talk about our past with disordered eating, old habits that we both had, so it, that may be triggering for some people. I would love it if you could subscribe wherever you're listening, rate me five stars. If you wanna rate me one star, maybe don't. <laughs> okay, let's just hop into the conversation. Hey. What's up, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Your house looks nice. Yes. Thanks. I'm at my parents' house because I live here now. Oh, yeah. I saw that on Instagram. Okay, yeah. So, wait. Where do you live again? I'm in Connecticut. Okay. Connecticut. What part of Connecticut? Not like it matters for me because I don't really yeah, know. But it, Connecticut's like basically all one place, but it's in southwestern Connecticut. Okay. So, I'm like an hour away from New York City. Oh, my gosh. That's so sick. Yeah. You know, it's when really I think of Connecticut, I don't think of it as being close to New York. Most people don't. So you just got a new job. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. I'm working right now for my like local EMS company. Um, so my boyfriend and I are looking at houses actually, which Ooh. is like so scary. Um, I, like I just learned what a mortgage is. Oh my God. What's that like? I live in California. That's just like so out of reach. To even think about. Like it, it, it's the way that it makes sense to me is like it's rent, but on just like more stakes, like higher scale. That's the way I think of it. I d well, but also you're not paying to a renter who just takes the money and you're not getting anything other than, am I explaining this well? You know, it's like going yeah, yeah. towards something, you know? Yeah, it's going like you're getting your more own. of the house. You own it. Yes. You're owning yes. it. Okay, that's legit. Like own more of it, yeah. Do you want to stay in Connecticut? No, so we're looking in Saratoga Springs in New York. Oh, so. when you said Saratoga, I thought of um, Florida. But Oh, Saratoga? So, oh yeah, Sarasota. Um, that's awesome. Do you want to live yeah. in New York? Yeah, my boyfriend is from upstate New York, so I really like it up there. And Saratoga Springs is really nice. So we were just there this past weekend, like kind of looking at the area. Oh my gosh, um, that's so cool. Yeah. I want to move to New York. When I think of New York, I'm like, that's cool. I mean, it's so different, I'm sure, than California. I'm so jealous that you're in California, though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm in, have you heard of, well, do you know any areas of California? I've been to L.A., and that's it. Okay. Did you go to, like, like legit L.A., like, Los Angeles kind of area, or where in L.A. were you? Well, my friend was, she went to UCLA, so we were, like, Brentwood area, Got which it. is, like, beautiful part. <laughs> yeah um, and then oh. we went to like Santa Monica which is like an even more beautiful part so I haven't been to like downtown LA oh yeah very different oh my very gosh different. have you seen do you, are you are you on Netflix yeah have you seen the Cecil Hotel documentary no that will that. freak you out about LA oh, that's just like it shows you skid row and just LA is it could be so dirty but then parts of it LA County I'm technically in LA County because I'm in Long Beach okay which is like very Southern LA right before the OC, which if you've seen, you know, the OC, that show, it is, it's kind of like that. So I try, <laughs> I try to stay in the LA area, but anyways, I'm so glad that you're on. We got yeah. Jill catch, which is like the coolest name in the world. 
for the record. I didn't know that was your actual last name for a while. It's not my actual last name. It's like a, I like hide behind it. So a pseudonym. It's like a little, yeah, a pseudonym to kind of, not that anyone's like looking for me, but you know. I, I dig that. Wow. Shoot. <laughs> I should probably, I mean, my last name, Kanafla. No one can, no one can say it. So your I last should... name could be Fuel. Oh my gosh, Michelle Fuel. <laughs> I, it kind of worked. It kind of, Michelle Fuel. People are going to be like, bitch, we know your last name. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so I met you. Well, we became friends on Instagram and I couldn't even tell you how or when or why, or I mean, I know why, but I mean, it just is so random, but how long have you been on Instagram? I've been on Instagram since I think it was 2017. So I started my account total catch when I was in college. Um, yeah. 2017, which is weird. Okay. What is that? 2017. Oh yeah. Total spelled to, to oat. T O A T for uh, yeah. People yeah. So clever. Very cool. And then did you start it? Was it for like the running and food aspect of it or what was your reasoning? I mean, everyone wants an Instagram, but like what, how yeah. did you decide to start total catch? So I started it in college because I was eating a lot of oatmeal <laughs> and, uh, I fell in love with like just diversifying my oatmeal which sounds so weird, but I was literally just Love taking that. pictures of my oatmeal. And I think I deleted a lot of my old content, but no, I know I should have kept it. Your maybe photos are so maybe, yeah, maybe you archived it, which would be good. I must have. But, um, yeah, so I just was taking pictures of my oatmeal and it kind of took off a little bit. <laughs> and, um, and I started, uh, training for the New York city marathon. So it kind of became this hybrid of like, oatmeal and like refueling on oatmeal and running. And so it just turned into this tandem of oatmeal and running. So that's kind of where my account is now. I, I mean, people love the oatmeal photos, right? There's something and I was, I was looking at your, I was like, you know, stalking on Instagram, which we all do yeah. like doing the, the scroll down low. And you got so many likes on your oatmeal photos on some of the old yeah. ones. And I, I mean, mean like even now, but just, it's crazy. In the beginning, yeah, the engagement on the oatmeal is next level, but. <laughs> what is going on know. with Instagram? I mean, we both have complained a little bit with just like the algorithm and, you know, not getting enough eyes on our content. Like, how do you feel about all that? Dude, I don't know what is up. Like, I, like I said, I've been on Instagram for so long. Like I've made content that I'm proud of and I'll put it out there and it's like a good caption and I'm expecting all this engagement and then nothing. Like, I have no idea. And I've heard other creators having the same issue, but man, my, I just took a hit like crazy. Dude, it's so annoying. I mean, I never had, I, I really messed up my algorithm a long time ago. I was only really food and like yeah. I would show my runs and then I would like show what I ate during the day kind of thing would fuel my run makes sense. But I stopped, I went like cold Turkey <laughs> for two years or something. And then oh, I wow. tried to come back. Well, obviously I'm posting again and promoting just my training business or whatever. And no Instagram's like, uh, 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 I don't think yeah, so. Subscribe. So I kind of gave up on that front, but I mean, I've been trying like to create good content and captions and use all the buttons and things that Instagram has to offer. But I just, I cannot seem to figure it out and I hate it. Me either. Uh, whatever. I mean, eventually it's got, it's got to give the algorithm has got to like come back in our favor. You think, right? Fingers crossed. Yeah. By the way, do you have a drink on you? We should do a cheers. I do. Do you have, okay. Okay. So I have a sad story. 
Oh no. So Jill has a glass of wine. I have water. What are you drinking by the way? I'm drinking Josh. <gasps> oh, love the cab. That's my favorite, a cab. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That we usually always have a bottle of that at our house. Cheers. Yes, my favorite. Cheers. Oh, I'll explain why I'm drinking water. Okay. <laughs> First of all, well, it is for like 45 my time, but I wanted to drink wine so badly. I didn't even, I don't even think I'm going to run today, but I was so looking forward to a glass of wine with you, but my, and I've posted about this a lot. My acid reflux is so freaking bad. I can't, I can't eat or drink anything right now. And it's absolutely driving me crazy. Dude, I've had that issue. It's so bad. I have bad acid reflux and I have a stomach ulcer. So I have to be really careful. Woo. Really? Okay. So I, I deal with it more in my throat. It's like my larynx voice box. Which, I mean, both are, that sounds really, ugh, like my stomach is burning a little bit thinking of that. But I have like a golf ball like stuck in my throat at all times. And so if I, it just makes my throat really hoarse. And when I go to bed, it feels like I just have like a ball like trying to explode out of my throat. But wait, talk about your reflux. Like, what's that like? I, it's, it's definitely brought on by stress. So I'm like incredibly type A. Dude, same. Oh my God. Mine is only brought on by stress, I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the correlation is, but it's stress and coffee and like not eating or like drinking coffee on an empty stomach. My body's just like, nope. Um, yeah. It's so weird what the correlation is, but it's like the weirdest pain I've ever experienced. And I have a really high pain tolerance and this, this gets me. Oh, wait. So is it, Okay, now I feel dumb because I feel like I don't know enough about ulcers, but how do you, do they go away or do they like go away and come back or are you just always going to have this? It's always going to be there. I mean, at first they gave me medication to kind of temper it, but then it's mostly just like, all right, you're on your own, like be smart. So it's like not eating a lot of acidic foods, not drinking too much caffeine, red wine, which I only drink red wine. So I'm like, great. Um, Dude. But yeah, just like managing it. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's, it's nice to know. And I mean, I, I feel so bad for anyone who has to deal with this. And I don't, I think my, my diet is just so acidic. Yeah. Everything. Like I am the biggest coffee drinker. I love red wine. I, and I drink a lot of like, I love carbonated beverages, which my body just does not like anymore, but beer, if I'm like in a good mindset, my anxiety is good. Like I can drink beer and I think beer is like part of my brand. Jeez. Like I'm wearing a Sierra Nevada sweatshirt right now. And I just, I love like pizza, like, you know, marinara, citrus oh, fruits. Yes. I mean, marinara I don't know. Sauce. Marinara, marinara on everything. That used to be one of my taglines. Yeah. And why is it so acidic? Like it's so good. It's not like it's unhealthy, but it's so acidic. Yes. it, And that's what drives me crazy because right now it got, it got so bad that I'm like on a PPI treatment for like a little over a month, which I really don't want to be on PPIs and it kind of affects my b12 level but i want this thing gone and then i'll you know be on maintenance mode again for hopefully forever and i can drink wine again i'm just putting those thoughts into my head but it drives me crazy because i'm having to take food out of my diet that it took so long for me to be able to eat do you know what i mean yeah yeah and i mean like part of our conversation today we're going to talk about disordered eating and our like past with that but it's so crazy because with acid reflux, I'm like, I can't have pizza tonight. 
I, and oh my gosh, I was so stupid. Last night, I, <laughs> no, two nights ago, I, my boyfriend bought me some chocolate ice cream, some Ben and Jerry's. It was like the, the brownie one. So fucking mm-hmm. delicious. And <laughs> I was sitting there kind of, you know, I knew I wanted a good night's sleep, but I also really wanted chocolate. And I was like, I'm going for it. I don't even care. And then I was up all night and it was awful. Oh no. But it's crazy. It's like, I don't want to have to restrict myself. So I might, did you deal with that at all? Like having to restrict yourself with foods that you would really want to allow yourself to eat? Yeah. It's hard now. Like I'm at such a good place with food. Like I don't like to mess around with my diet, like, you know, what foods I'm eating. So I don't like to like take things out. Um, and I'm, pretty good at not taking things out but yeah it's frustrating when you're like I worked so hard to like make this okay and now it's not okay anymore like for different reasons so absolutely and I don't know I think everyone's different obviously with their reflux like some people can eat a lot of cheese some people can't like the high fat thing or whatever but the thing where (laughs) some people uh they tell you not to eat four or five hours before bed and I'm like I want a midnight snack. I want to be able to, like, what if I'm still hungry? What, that drives me crazy. I can't do that. No. Yeah, no. I draw the line. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to deal with a little pain because whatever. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, so how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. No, it's, well, I'm 25. (laughs) When you're in your 20s, no one minds. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as I'm getting up there, it's like, mm, I'll lie. But I'm 25. Okay turned 26 in May though so am I 25 really 25 and three-fourths plus roll more than that okay you're like you're um a little bit younger than my sister so I I love 25 though I mean I'm I'm like 29 but 25 was I loved it I think that was a great year and especially because you're doing so much right now like you're establishing your career you're looking at houses which I don't understand that front but you're doing a lot of stuff so that's really awesome so okay you graduated college in 2017 when did you start kind of having different food issues or dealing with disordered eating or whatever you experienced in the past yeah so I think my like body dysmorphia and disordered eating kind of started when I was quite young like I'm smart and I'm realistic and I'm like, listen, I don't, I'm not exactly blessed in like the looks department. So, oh my God, I'm going to kill you, but keep on going. (laughs) But I was just like, okay, all my friends are getting all this attention from guys. And like, I'm just lucky that I like have a mouth on me and I can be funny. So I'd say like my sophomore year, my face started growing into itself a little bit more. (laughs) Um, I'm still working on it. Um, Yeah. So I just, uh, so that that's when I started, you know, like getting the attention that I wanted. And I kind of started to make the connection that like, if I look a certain way, like a certain thing will happen. So I started manipulating my food when I got to college. So Mm -hmm. probably my first year in college, like I was away from my family and I'm really close with my family. So, and like some things were going on with my family that I couldn't control. And a lot of like people's issues commonly with food is control and especially like us we're so type a like you just want control um so I was like in a new friend group I met my now boyfriend we started dating back then all I kept thinking is like I need to keep this so like I don't know I've I've, it's hard when you're away from your family but yeah especially I totally get that because I remember my my kind of like eating kind of started 
freshman year of college when yeah. I, you know, I was in the dorms and mm-hmm. I was getting, I didn't, I never was a runner. Well, I mean, I ran, but it was like for sports back in high school. But when I started getting into running in high or college, I realized I was running faster when I was smaller and, you know, I gained like maybe a few pounds, which it's funny because I probably, the weight I gained my freshman year, I probably weigh that now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like at a weight that I really, I'm happy with. And so it's, it's funny to think like, wow, I just, I felt like I needed to lose like five, 10 pounds so badly for some reason. And it just was this, I don't know, like food was the easy thing to manipulate, especially like yeah. you're saying when you're type A. Yeah. Yeah. And you start like getting in a competition with yourself. Like you see the number on the scale go down and you're like, what can I do tomorrow? Or you're like, I'm all about competing with myself. And it's like, right. That's a slippery slope. Yeah. When you're competitive too, that's such a good point. And especially when you see progress, because at first you're like, if you've never really needed to lose weight in the past or had a focus with that, I never really understood. Like, I mean, you know, we get like diet and exercise, but I've never I never really had to see the scale go down, I guess, because I, I guess I was lucky or fortunate growing up. But when I was really focused on it in college, it was it was kind of satisfying. You know, you see a number. I remember my friend had a scale and I would take it into the bathroom and go in the stall. Be like, I did the same thing. Did you really? Yeah, because the tile was more effective. I was like, <laughs> yes. And you would just like stand in the stall and you'd be like, you know, maybe move it a little bit, like a little maneuver if it didn't like hit that pound or like the point one or whatever. It was just ridiculous. And now I think about it. Why did I feel the need to weigh myself when I had to go so far out of the way to do so? Yeah. It's not natural. It's not natural. Yeah. And I mean, type A people, we love numbers. So that was always a big, you know, I'm going to weigh this and it's going to be a better day because of it. And yeah. It's, it's gnarly. Like I remember at one point, cause I'm pretty short, I'm five, three. And I remember being like, if I get under a hundred, like into like the double digits, like that's great. Like that's, that's probably normal for my, I kept on thinking like, okay, I want to be in this range of normal, but like on the low end and like slightly underweight, like always yeah. just slightly underweight, you know? So I was like, I can be like 97 pounds. It'll be fine. <laughs> Which is wild. Looking at a, a range of a, you know, what it, it's like the BMI, maybe the BMI range. Like I always wanted to be a little underweight, but all of our bodies are so different. What does that even mean? Did you have like yeah. a number in your head that you're like, I need to hit this? I never really had a number. Like once I passed a certain goal, I was like, okay, I never want to get back to that. But for me, it was just like that. That's what's so scary. It was never even like a goal. It was just like how small. And so I remember like nights that, I would go to bed hungry, like literally my stomach growling. And I was like, yes, like, I can't wait to see what this does on the scale tomorrow. And I just, it gets to be such a slippery slope. Like I I look like a skeleton and I lost my period and it, there was no end in sight. Like I, like I said, I didn't have a goal. So what popped in your head or what did you have to do to change that mindset? (sighs) It's funny because I'm still like, obviously recovery is kind of a lifelong thing and I'm still working on that. I don't know. I was never like diagnosed specifically as anorexic. I know that I was severely underweight. Um, and I know that this is like a common progression is like anorexia to binge eating. Mm -hmm. And so my transition was like gaining weight back was through binge eating. And that is like, that's hard. Yeah. For anorexia, like, 
being underweight and losing weight, like that feels very controlled. Like you feel like you're in control and then binge eating is complete opposite. out of control. Yeah. So that's how I was getting the weight back on. And then the mindset came a little bit later and that was definitely running helped me with that. It's just a complete correlation. Like you need food to run and like you need in order to, to, you need food to run and then you have to eat food to recover from running. So for me, it was like a really good way to be in a different kind of competition with myself. Like how much faster can I get if I eat correctly? And I always found like after I would have these big binges, I would always binge on like carbs. And then the next day I would have like an awesome run. Like I would feel so heavy and so gross, but I had all this glycogen stored and I had so much energy in me. So I don't know that, that definitely helped with the mindset. That is kind of cool to take away like from a binge episode of, you know, I don't know, have the positive takeaway of, wow, wait a minute. I know like what I did was not great, but my body obviously needed these carbs to perform at that level. Like that's kind yeah. of a crazy aha moment, which I, yeah. I I never really had that. There are definitely some days where I would like I would binge because I was like severely under eating. And yeah. you know, when you're binging, you're just like not thinking you're just kind of like eating, maybe eating fast or you just like eat an entire bag of something. And you just, you're so zoned out that you don't even yeah. know what you're doing. Like I remember food competitions, like seeing like the hot dog competition on um, 4th of July. What, what's that guy's name? Joey Chestnut? Kobayashi. Oh. Yeah, yeah, both of them. <laughs> and I just remember thinking I would be so good at that because I could probably disassociate from what I'm doing and just, oh yeah, right? Yeah, no problem. I know. That's kind of a crazy thought to admit, but I've definitely, <laughs> and I know, like I could be any, because now we have this mindset of like how to disassociate what you're doing, which we could probably apply that to something else, like running, for example, and during a speed workout when it hurts. Yeah. disassociate from the pain and focus on what I don't know something positive take away a positive thing from this <laughs> yeah. but um yeah I get that so much and I mean well I guess like looking at today oh my gosh I'm so jealous of that wine I can taste it wait do you follow Caitlin Bristow or watch The Bachelor yes. yeah my, my mom just called me she's like I bought you a couple bottles of Spade and Sparrows and they're gonna be here tomorrow like her wine label yeah have you tried it no have you no, I'm curious. I'll let you know. Yeah, let me know. It better be good because everyone always says it's good. I've never heard a negative review, but it's only, I guess, been on her podcast. So why would yeah. there be a negative to read the good ones. <laughs> Exactly. I'll report back. But okay, yeah. um, so what, looking at your diet today with running, what are your staples like day to day? Oatmeal, for sure. Oatmeal, off. Gotta stay on brand. (laughs) Um, And bananas. Bananas are my favorite food. So I gotta have have those in there. Love it. Um, A lot of high carb fruit. So like I eat a lot of mango, a lot of bananas, obviously, and bread. Like I have like avocado toast and eggs almost every day. If I'm not eating bread for lunch, I'm eating it for a snack or I'm like putting it in dinner. Definitely pasta. Yeah, lots of veggies, obviously, but the big things are like carb-based. I love that. I love that you found that carbs really work for you. Yeah. Because I'm still trying to figure out what works. I always, I for some period of time, I thought that higher fat, which I do not like the keto diet at all. I don't like intermittent fasting. I'm not a fan of those things, but 
I can function really well, or at least I thought, off of like a lot of avocado and like drizzling a lot of olive oil. Like I think my mm-hmm. body responds well to that. But then I also think it's it depends on the day and what I'm doing. Pre-run, obviously I want like pasta for dinner and a sandwich for lunch or, you know, like get the carbs up and rice. Oh my gosh, I can eat rice, rice with everything. Yeah. forget where I was going with this. But, but <laughs> you know what really makes me mad? It, it makes me mad when you read something. It's like, stay away from starchy fruit. I'm like, oh my gosh, my diet too is like starchy fruit up in this bitch. Like give me yeah. all the, bit. like bananas are such a staple. I can't live without bananas. Oh my God. It's like yeah. the one thing where I'm like, I'm hungry and I just don't have time to do something. Like grab a banana, maybe some, you know, almond butter if I have the patience to scoop it out but like pre-run like half a banana maybe some toast mm-hmm. like whatever it's just so easy and it's full of potassium which is so good for runners yeah i hate when people say don't eat bananas i'm like personally offended by that that's yeah that's that's personal for me it, and it took a lot of trial and error to figure out like when to eat certain foods which again like i don't love manipulating my diet at a point where i'm like so good with food but it definitely with running, it's like, you need to know what, what works before a run. Mm-hmm. Otherwise things could go really, really South yep. and <laughs> you need to know what works after a run. So like, for me, it's like a lot of carbs, really low fat. Like I had to stop eating peanut butter before my runs cause it was too high in fat mm-hmm. and I cramped like crazy. I was like, what is going on, man? And I took out peanut butter and I replaced it with peanut butter powder, which kind of sucks, but like, it's still a, it's somewhat the taste. It's also taste. Yeah. I yeah. get that. That's that for me. And then like after my run, I can have real peanut butter, but it, it's a lot of trial and error. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny that you said that. I was thinking back to when I was like pre-run, I would always eat oatmeal and I got in this, it was like back in college. I think I would have oatmeal. I would do a little bit of like homework or something. And then at 11 AM I would go on my run and it didn't matter when I ate the oatmeal in the morning, my stomach was so messed up even. And I always, I usually added almond butter I took out the almond butter, like you were saying, and the oatmeal, I don't know. It could have been maybe like the fiber in it or just the oatmeal in general. I just cannot have oatmeal pre-run and it drives me crazy. That's such a bummer. (laughs) That's the one thing that works for me is like, I can just count on that. Really? Just like a bowl of oatmeal, anything else in it? Overnight oatmeal. It's, I do like, uh, depending on how far I'm running, like I'll do more oatmeal or less. So just like rolled oats in almond milk, um, banana, powdered peanut butter, and chia seeds. I don't know why that combination works for me, but it works so well. Wow. And I'll put cinnamon in there. And yeah. Is that what you do before a race? Yeah. That's legit. And then like I'll put sometimes like a cup and a half of oats if I'm running really far. It just depends. Oh my gosh, that sounds really good. I first, okay. The, I remember back in the day, the overnight oats was like, if you're not doing overnight oats, what are you doing with your oats? Yeah. I just could never get on board. Isn't that wild? Yeah, have you, you tried it, right? I don't, maybe not like the best, right? <laughs> I, well, my thing is, I don't like, okay, hear me out. Bananas, amazing, great, we've already established that. But when they're like cold, it throws me off. And so I think I kept on like mixing it with the bananas and chia and like putting it in the fridge. And I think like the, the cold bananas made me not like it. That has to be it, right? Wait, you, so you like warm bananas? No, I also don't like warm bananas. <laughs> Wait, what? 
I hate warm bananas. That was it. Sorry. Take away the cold one. I would reheat my overnight oats always because I like it hot. Oh, and then the hot okay. banana, I don't like. Gotcha. Cold banana is fine. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like room temperature bananas. <laughs> Only oh, room temp. Yeah. Though. So, anyway, I probably could just take out the banana, depend on the chia seeds to fluff it up. Yeah. Or the milk. I don't know. You're the overnight oat expert. What, what would you tell people if they wanted to amplify their overnight oats? Fluff up their oats. So definitely the chia seeds because those seem to expand in water. I'm not a scientist, but that just seems to be the case. <laughs> that seems right. And then the powdered peanut butter like will soak up a lot of moisture. So for me, that's also an added benefit of it. Oh my gosh. I used to eat PB2 all the time. Yeah, I did too, but like because it was low in fat and low in calories, but now I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to eat it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you can cuss. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I already dropped an F-bomb, so I'm glad okay, we're good. even now. <laughs> so what foods do you eat now that you wouldn't allow yourself to back in the day? Um, well, everything. Back in the day, there was a time where I actually I went vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I vegan was... for a while too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like everybody was, right? We all tried it. Um, After that documentary. Oh, yes. What the health? But so I just kind of convinced myself that I was doing it for animal rights. And I definitely was, but it was, there was more to it. Like I was trying to manipulate my diet. Yeah. Um, So now it's, I eat everything. I don't really put a limit on anything that I eat. I definitely had like some fear foods. I think olive oil was really big for me same i'd never wanted to put it in a pan i was like i'll just use a spray yeah that was a cardinal sin no olive oil which now i'm just like what can i drizzle this olive oil on without it tasting wrong like (laughs) i have some spare olive oil here (laughs) yeah i would never i remember just like always just spray spray the pan spray veggies before they i mean which sometimes like maybe that's a good alternative for people but i would spray it before i roasted them in the oven and i'm just like letting it go like no cap on it that's don't the gens are you gen z like according to i don't know people say i don't know don't they say no cap is that what they i I don't know (laughs) well anyways no cap on the olive oil literally i would just drizzle it'd just be like maybe not that much but you know what i mean yeah olive oil was like big for me and then my boyfriend has like a very heavy hand with olive oil so I, now it's like, I have to temper it because it's like, it's physically too much oil. So sometimes we use the spray to just, just to have him like calm down a little bit. But yeah, that was a big one for me. Guys don't know that every, no. like, I'm pretty sure I had to do the same thing. My boyfriend's working right there, but I'm just like, okay, so like, this is what I usually do. Like we don't need to, it's just too greasy. It's like greasier than going to a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a heavy hand with olive oil and salt, which salt was another thing for me. It's like, what? Why? Why? (laughs) We can always like add it. You know, I actually learned in my last podcast, Tom talked about salting throughout the process and not Mm -hmm. just at the end, which totally agree to bring out the flavor. But I always try to like under salt instead of if I, yeah, under versus over. Yeah, I, I'm the same way too. But like for the longest time, you just heard that salt was bad for you. So I was like, oh, so just don't eat salt, which is as a runner, you know, like that, that just doesn't work. Dude, right? I feel like, and let me know if you are too, I'm the saltiest sweater. Like I'm a one big salt cube after a run. Are you? <sighs> yes, because yeah, because my 
sweat will like dry on me mm-hmm. and it'll be like white. Yes, it's like a crystal. Have you ever yeah. tried? Did you ever taste it? <laughs> like if I was hungry? <laughs> no, just to like see if it tasted like salt. No, but it's definitely got in my mouth and it's salty for sure. Okay, you should try. I, this is so gross. I don't cut this out. But like, just like put your finger on your like forehead if it dries, crystallizes. And just like try it and it's gnarly. You'll be like, that's straight up table salt right there. Table salt. It's that's gr- so crazy. weird. Yeah, I usually only get it when I think about it if I run double digits or more. Or if it's yeah. like really hot and I don't know. I'm just a very salty sweater. I know that for a fact. I'm a big sweater just in general. Me too. Oh my you gosh. And I, I used to always be kind of embarrassed about that. One minute into physical exercise, I'd be like a sweat bead. And I'm... And I also, I heard, I don't even know if it's true, I should stop saying it, but maybe you know, that if you start sweating early, it means that your body's adapting to the exercise and you're in shape. And so it knows how to recover faster than those who don't sweat fast. I've never heard that, but sure. Sure, Let's go with that. But also, it's got to be genetic, right? I think so, because my dad's a sweater, so... Cause there's I some got it people, somewhere. Yeah, right? There's some people who don't sweat and they're in shape. And I'm just like, you are an anomaly, okay? They're just like looking all good after. Like after a marathon, I really have to like fix my hair a little bit. And like, okay, like don't get the camera kind of far because this is gnarly. Are you training for any races coming up? So I'm, I don't have anything in mind right now. I actually just started working with a running coach, which is something I never done before. I know, right? I don't know why it took me so long. Um, right. But it's a hard decision to make. It really is. Especially when you feel like you have a, a handle on your training or whatever, but like to get to the next level and oh my gosh, you are so fast. What it, so, okay. Pause. What's your marathon PR? Um, a, it's not fast, but it's a 332. I was trying to Boston qualify. Okay. Well, pause. You could probably run a sub three in the next like year or two. So <laughs> you're really, really fast. Like you're are very talented. What, um, what goal do you have with the running coach? Um, so I want to get faster. Obviously I don't want to injure myself, which I think having someone to kind of rein me in, like there was a time where I was running 55 miles a week and mm-hmm. I would just, you push me and I would fall and just break every bone in my body. Like that's how injury prone I was, but having someone to kind of rein me in and yeah, strength training, he helps me with, and then like speed training as well. So we don't really have any specific races in mind. I think he wants me to run some like shorter distances to just see what I can do. Like, and that really scares me. Like I short distance really, really scares me. Terrifies me. Absolutely. Did you do cross country or track or anything in high school or college? No, I, I, I was a swimmer my whole life. Oh, um, okay. And I swam all through high school. I thought I was going to go to college for swimming. So I running was never like my forte. Um, wow. I, yeah, I started running because I it was just like a way to exercise in college. And then I got into marathoning because um, at Northeastern, we had this thing called co-op. And it's like you take uh, a semester off. Northeastern is where I went to uh, college. Cool. Badass. And what badass (laughs) um yeah everyone thinks it's northwestern but it's northeastern not as cool oh oh, well whatever so cool (laughs) (laughs) i I didn't know there was like both i just thought it was one school north okay northeastern yeah whatever in boston still cool um it was cool so 
yeah, so I didn't um, start with like marathon training until I was on co-op at Northeastern and my boss in co-op was running, was training for the Boston marathon. And she was like getting all this again, like attention. So clearly went back to, <laughs> hey, at least you can pattern. acknowledge that. That's pretty cool. True. True. But I was, I was just more curious. I was like, what, what is the big deal here? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like I heard her talking about it and it was all she would talk about. And I was, I was just didn't understand. So I, I literally Googled, I said, how far is a marathon? Like I, right. I didn't know what it was. And then I started reading more about it and how intense it was and how hardcore it was. And I was like, okay, I want to do this. Like, yeah, sure. Like I haven't, I literally hadn't run more than eight miles in my life. And I was like, yeah, I'll run a marathon. Dude, that's crazy that you went from zero to a hundred real fast. Real fast. I'm, I should never quote Drake, but <laughs> did you race a shorter distance before you trained for a marathon then? No. So my first half marathon was when I was training for my marathon. I was just out on the road by myself. Okay. You are one of those people. I've had a couple running friends that are like, I remember back when I met them, they just went straight into the marathon training and I'm like, all right, that's no, not many people want to do this. So stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. But Hey, I mean, I mean, did you do like a 20 week training plan or yeah, so I I used to think Hall Higdon. Yeah, I would 20, guess it was either eighteen weeks or twenty weeks, and it worked for me. It's it was a super basic plan, and I stand by it. It's good. But, Absolutely, um, yeah, total solid. Like the run. Yeah. <laughs> How many marathons have you done? So I've fully trained for four, and I've only run two. So I ran the New York City Marathon, and then I was way too soon I started training for my second marathon and I kind of burnt myself out mentally but I got all the way through training I was training for Chicago and I just couldn't do I just wasn't there it kind of took a mental toll on me yeah so I decided to back out I've done that before yeah it sucks it sucks um and then I was training for another marathon down in Florida and I slipped a disc in my back got through most training and slipped a disc in my back yeah, that was awful, awful, awful. So that took me a while to recover from. Okay. Um, and then this past marathon I trained for, and it was, I guess you could say it was a virtual marathon. I wasn't, I wasn't running with anyone. I just decided to go out on the road and do it myself. And my friends and family were like on the sidelines kind of cheering me on, which was cool. So I just, it's pretty I didn't, yeah, I just went out in like my favorite shirt and I ran the marathon. So I mean, to have, okay, you're crazy on so many different levels right now because (laughs) (laughs) you're so fast and I like for sure you can run a sub. I mean, you probably already have in your training, like a sub 25 K you could probably do like a sub 19. I'm thinking, have you already, have you tried that in your training just for fun? I haven't. You would kick major butt in five and 10 Ks and halves. Oh my gosh. Wow. You're, you're going to have fun with your trainer. Yeah, I do. So we're trying to like, my train, my running coach was like, I'd love to see yeah. what your mile time is. And I'm like, no, not a chance. Like, I'm <laughs> I want to see it too. So badly. It's yeah, so funny. What... I look at your post and I'm just like, I want to see this chick's mile time, which I get it. It's terrifying because I train. Well, I didn't never really train for it, but I went out for a mile and I got like low sixes and I'm just like, I want freaking, I want the high fives, but I'm yeah. too scared to do it too often. It's terrifying. It's, it is a commitment. Like it's, it's all out for a mile. And I, I like to take my time. I like to take my sweet ass time. 
<laughs> yeah, says the girl who runs like a seven minute mile and calls it an easy run, a seven minute mile <laughs> average. Just an easy but five. I'm like, bitch. But I get I it. It's your easy pace. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's a, that's a, another thing I had to learn really easy, really quickly is that like everybody's got a different, you know, starting point. Everybody's got a different definition of easy. But Absolutely. to think of doing an all out mile, I'm like, hell no. But then my run? coach was like, what? What do you think you can run? I don't know. Like tomorrow I have a workout. Um, and it's just like kind of a speed workout, but I'm not actually seeing my coach. He's like, I want you to do three miles at six forty-five pace, like, and just, and it's not like anything crazy, but he's, I don't know. I was doing eight hundreds a couple days ago or like a week or two ago and I was running three minutes. So that's a six minute mile. So I think I could run maybe a six minute mile. No, you can run definitely under a six minute mile. I don't know. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> no, but it will be fun. I think for you to build speed because, yeah. and I mean, Bart Yasso always says this. I am. I love that guy. He always says that when you train for shorter distances, it's really going to help your marathon. What would you want your next marathon goal to be? Um, I definitely want to run below a three thirty. Yeah. That, yeah. You got that. I think it's small goals and I don't know. I could have run below a three thirty Cause it was like, I just went out on the road by myself and my boyfriend was riding his bike next to me. Oh, was this and, like, your PR? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we just kind of guessed like, okay, I think it's over. We definitely went over, but, um, yeah, I could have run it, but I don't know. I just want to, I want an official like under three thirty time. Oh yeah, let's put it on the the World Wide Web. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. Did let's you, get it in there. Do you run with a watch? So I run. I have a Garmin. <laughs> that, that's fine. You don't have a Garmin anymore. <laughs> yeah, I had a Garmin. What Garmin do you have? I have the Forerunner. I don't even remember. One of the Forerunners. Okay, those yeah. are like solid models. But I use my Apple Watch, which it's pretty similar. I've run with them both before, and it's pretty similar. I just, because I use my Apple Watch throughout the day anyway, mm -hmm. I just, for my own personal, like, reasons, I like to have it, like, on me. I would run with both, I like, on me. All the time. I've already Googled that. I was like, is my Garmin compatible with my Apple Watch? Like, can I transfer the data over? Because yeah. I don't, I really want one, but, and I did. I had a period of time where I'd wear the Fitbit and my Garmin when I was running because I wanted the steps, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is also something you could get addicted to is steps, I feel like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Apple Watch is a slippery slope too. Oh, it absolutely is. Did you ever find yourself, because I remember I would do competitions on Fitbit. It was like a handful of years back. And I, I, ha I was, obviously I was going to win. I was a runner in the group. And if I didn't, yeah. like at the end of the night, I'd be like, I'm just going to walk around the room until I confirm the win. Like it just got, I know, and it's probably a combination of being highly competitive, but did you ever find yourself like doing weird things to get steps? Yeah, definitely. Like I've definitely been at 11:59 PM. I've been in my room, like doing sit-ups and not anymore. Thank God. Like I've definitely disassociated with the Apple watch, especially nice. because I run so much and I run so far that my Apple watch is like, okay, you should be burning 900 calories of active calories a day. And it's like, no, I shouldn't. So I just, does it adjust? I, it adjusts based on like how active you are. So I'm like, I'm not going to be having 900 calories, whatever 
active calories it means like that's just not going to happen every day so i kind of disassociated from it especially because i had to learn to take rest really seriously mm-hmm. so but i've definitely been there where i've been like doing planks and sit-ups and jumping jacks at 11 o'clock at night trying to get my calorie goal and that's just like it, you feel so pathetic when you do that too it's like it's for what reward right just for the data man yeah. <laughs> Got to get that app data. No, I get Gotta that. Got to get it in the cloud. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So still TBD on the Apple Watch for me, but I think they're just, they're so cool. They do so many yeah, things. Yeah. And I'm really yeah. happy that I got to meet you on Instagram. Yeah. So you were talking about how we met and I think I'm really going to expose myself here because I was looking back yes. and you slid into my DMs. A long time ago? Were, yes. A long time ago. And you were like, I'm not trying to be creepy, but we're really similar. But I think I'm a little bit weirder than you. Yes. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. Like, <laughs> nice to meet you. Like and subscribe. <laughs> I remember and, saying that. Yeah, and I, you were, you were being so sweet too, and I just completely shut you down. No. And then I remember I looked at one of your YouTube videos, and it was like a 50 facts about me or something like that. And I started watching it. I was like, wait, I think I love this girl. Like, <laughs> I really like this girl. And then that kind of like obviously started the budding romance. That oh is. Oh my God. Will my run day. total catch? A total run. No, I don't know. But <laughs> that's so funny because now that I'm thinking about it, every t- like you get random messages on Instagram and sometimes it's from like bots and sometimes it's from yeah. creepy people. <laughs> so yeah. you don't really just think that like, oh, this person can be like semi-normal. Yeah. Not calling myself semi-normal, but am I? No. So yeah, I totally get that. That's pretty funny. But it is cool. It's it's cool to be on an app that drives us crazy, but also be able to like meet new people and <laughs> network. But yeah. you have a really cool YouTube too, and Thanks. you are crushing it. So wait, okay, last question then for you. D- how did you get into video editing? Have you always kind of liked it, or has it always kind of been something you wanted to learn, or what got you started with that? I'm definitely still learning, but I went to school for media and business. So it was like film studies, media. Um, So for a lot of my classes, I had to do video editing and that kind of thing. So I I had a baseline that was like a little bit higher than someone just going into Final Cut randomly. So I had that to start off of, but I still am really, really learning. I'm in Final Cut too. Final Cut sisters. It's, It's crazy what you can do in this day and age if you just Google how to do it. Look, there's a YouTube video for literally everything. People don't understand how long it takes to put together just even a five minute YouTube video. It is very, very time consuming. And you're also, and if you're doing like a, what I eat in a day or a week, which I give you props when you ask your followers on Instagram, do you want to, what I eat in a day or what I eat in a week? I'm like, oh wow, that bitch is asking for a lot of work with what I ate in a week. But filming all day or all week and then compiling it into a video that's going to take 20, 15 plus hours to edit. It's a lot of freaking work. It's a lot of freaking work <laughs> on top yeah. of life and everything. Not a lot of payoff. For, yeah, no payoff right now, but um, <laughs> we're, we're working on it. Anyway, it was really good talking with you. I hope you enjoy your yeah. wine slash we should Thank just you. talk more randomly for fun. Yes, let's do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. I'll, I'll start a podcast and then we'll do We'll just, you know, trade on and off. Yes. Bye, Sam. He says bye. <laughs> I'll tell him he said bye. What's your boyfriend's name again? Dan. Okay, tell Dan I said hi. He's so funny, by the way. 
Oh my God, no, don't, don't, don't edit that out. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of you and Sam, so. Oh, tell him that. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye girl. Bye. Oh my gosh, Jill, I love her. She's so sweet. She's also so well-spoken. Well, next week, it's, it's just me. It's just me on the mic. I know you're looking forward to it. If you're looking for some more entertainment between the times that I post every Tuesday, feel free to check me out on YouTube and Instagram. YouTube and Instagram is gonna be at fuelmyrun, fuel, F-U-E-L. Or I also have an Instagram I just started for the Fuel Pod. If you wanna, you know, know what episodes are coming your way, you can kind of check it out there. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Goodbye.